We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of Lee Castle, episode number 20 coming at you. I am your host, Chris McPherson, and today I am joined by another one of our, uh, I was going to say return guests, but maybe repeat offenders, repeat victims might be the best word. He's uh, West Wall's end, former front rower. He's moved out on the edge where he can uh, bully some smaller boys and got himself in a bit of strife for being too aggressive last weekend up against uni. Uh, Daniel Melmoth, how are you, mate? Mate, I'll, um, I'll have to correct you on that one. I'm back in the front row this week. Oh, look at that. Mr. Versatile, mate. Yeah. And uh, obviously last week, uh, last minute loss, mate. We'll start off with you boys. Last minute loss to a strong uni side. Uh, not the result you're looking for. Uh, missed, meant you missed out on the minor premiership, but uh, means you get a bit of continuity and a, a big game this week up against Malibu. Yeah, it's definitely a big game up there. It was um, a tight one. We only played it two weeks ago. Yeah, they've, they've been blessed with home ground advantage after bidding for the finals game. So both their teams are out there. I believe both your sides are up there as well. Yeah, yeah, they're So a, a, a small mercy for your support staff that they don't get split between two grounds. But obviously, um, adds to, adds to the toughness of it is it's not an easy road trip up there to Vince Woodman Oval, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit more when we go into the. Uh, Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, but uh, it's gonna, as you say, it's going to be a tough road trip and you're going to have to be on your game to get the win. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, we might start off, mate, uh, with the League Castle Legends. Uh, I might let you fire away first. Have you got a team or, or an individual that's impressed you over the last couple of weeks? I'm just um, Benny Robbo from Glendale. Yep. He was down at Edgeworth Towers the other week, so I'm Benny Sabrain Cantor. And then... Um, Absolute legend, and he's, he's exactly what community football is all about. And um, as much as he bleeds, you know, uh, those Glendale Gorillas colours, he's all about, if he can, help helping out other causes and stuff. And he's another one that's always more than happy just to give up his time and you know, give us a bit of insight into what's going on with them. And, and they've, they've also got a big game in your grade this week, so um, we wish them all the best. Uh, my League Castle legend this week, I've gone with the Tea Gardens Hawks. Uh, only a few weeks ago, it looked like they were all but done and dusted in terms of making the finals, and they've gone on an absolute run. They managed to get a draw against Clarence Town. They've knocked off Hinton, um, and they've knocked off uh, Patterson River as well, I believe, on the way home. So, uh, and then finished with a, a good win over a good win last week to get into the finals. So, knocked off a couple of those finals contenders, and a draw against Clarence Town, no mean feat. So. They could be the giant killers to watch in the finals starting this week. They'll take on Hinton, who they've already knocked off a couple of weeks ago. So uh, and they've been doing it by some margin. So good to see a couple of sides going on the late charge there, which we'll get into later on. But a big ups to Tea Gardens Hawks. We might jump into Group Twenty One now, Dan, and um, they're at a the similar point of the season to the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, and their regular seasons have wrapped up. And uh, we'll just jump into the. 
the results from last week and then into the finals fixture. Uh, the results from last week in the round 15 fixtures in second grade. Uh, we had Murrundi 30 defeated Greta Brinkson 24. Musselbrook 68 defeated Denman Neal in a, a move in a win that jumped them up into fourth place and into the finals picture. Aberdeen knocked off the ladder leaders. Merry War Magpies 14-12, which saw Scone with their 30-16 win on the road at Singleton. Not only knock Singleton out of the finals, but also secure the minor premiership, which means they won the minor premiership in first and reserve grade, which is um, a pretty impressive feat. I think they only lost two games between both grades um, and a combined for and against of about plus 1,000. So the Thoroughbreds absolutely dominating the comps up there, mate. Yeah, they're definitely a strong team, strong club up there. Uh, plenty of depth and plenty of resources, and they'll uh, they'll be uh, they'll be the favourites heading into both grades and semi-finals. And this weekend in the uh, second grade competition up there, it will be um, Aberdeen taking on Musselbrook in the uh, first semi-final, which is the elimination game, and Scone taking on Merriwar. Uh, a couple of big games there, mate. Um, who do you like in those ones? Aberdeen knocking off the minor premiers last week. Can they beat Musselbrook in the elimination game? Look, I'd hope so. I'd like to see my own game. Scone and Merriwall. Um, yeah, you can't beat really that past game. Yeah, they'll, they'll be at home. They'll have um, three of their four grades at home. So you'd think they're at Scone Park. That's going to be too strong. Which would probably see, uh, which would see Mary War then take on the winner of Aberdeen and Musselbrook, which will be played at uh, Singleton. All games played on Saturday. Uh, no, sorry, the, uh, the the elimination games are played on Saturday at Singleton. The qualifying games on Sunday at Scone. So both games twelve forty kickoff. Uh, in the first grade, it was a, uh, a continuation of, of recent results uh, with the usual suspects taking out. The game's pretty comfortably. Aberdeen, 50, defeated Denman, nil. That game was called off at halftime due to injuries and player numbers for Denman. And Scone, 46, t- defeated Singleton, 10. The good news for Denman, even though they finished last with only two wins, they do get to play finals footy. Um, well, I, think it's good, I think it's good news, although they're, they're struggling for numbers, mate. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to see someone knock off Scone. Yeah, well, uh, Aberdeen will be the side that will get first shot at them this week. Scone, obviously, on that great run of 15 straight, and the Tigers, they'll fancy their chances, but on Sunday afternoon at Scone Park, it's going to be a really tough job. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you'll be a brave man to tip against the Thoroughbreds. I'll go with them. I think they're going to go all the way to the big dance. If they're going to get rolled, it's going to be there in the grand final, but we'll wait and see. Uh, they'll have the chance to book first spot there this weekend. Uh, the other game, Singleton versus Denman. Denman have barely been out of Russell team the last couple of weeks. Singleton have been on the improve, uh, having knocked off Aberdeen recently and uh, put some points on Denman in their last clash. You'd have to think the Red Dogs will be the ones to go through to next week, and that might be uh, Mad Monday or Silly Sunday for the boys up at Denman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Singleton, yeah, should get the job done. But um, yeah, it's sort of disappointing. I thought they were going to be the team. Yeah, well, they obviously trumpeted those big-name signings, Frank Paul Nuasala and Chad Redman, but I'm not sure how, how much footy Chad's played, and I know Frank certainly hasn't played every game for them. So, uh, look, if they get everyone on the paddock and get, the, can get them all firing, then they might, you know, if they can get it all peaking uh, in that final weekend, if they can get there, 
uh, it might be enough to at least get him get him in the arm wrestle with Scone. And we all know that grand finals are a very different kettle of fish. So uh, yeah, it could be very interesting. But they need to be at one hundred percent and probably catch Scone a little bit off. I think looking at what we've seen so far in twenty nineteen. Yeah, so that's that wraps up the Hunter Valley Group 21. Good luck to all sides in the first week of semi-finals. And again, congratulations to the Thoroughbreds on their two men's minor premierships. We'll jump into the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League. And what we might do, we might just run through all of the results um, and run through who made the finals, and then we'll have a look at the fixtures. So we'll start with the, the A grade. And, and there were some interesting results here on the weekend. Uh, Dudley 20 defeating Fingal Bay 12 up at Fingal Bay, which locked Dudley into that fourth spot uh, and meant that Fingal Bay were waiting on other results to see where they'd finish. Dora Creek 50 defeated Waratah Mayfield 16 out there at Dora Creek, which was the expected result, but uh, meant that that was the end of Waratah's season. Uh, and, mate, I'll just get your thoughts on that. Waratah, they, uh, they had a lot of, lot of strong names on paper there, but uh, just didn't quite gel enough uh, in the back half of the season. They sort of faded out and... and uh, they end up finishing seventh out of the eight teams, but only one win outside of the finals. Probably a disappointing year out of the Cheetahs. Yeah, I thought they were going to finish top three during the middle of the year when we last week. But, um, yeah, I don't know. A few injuries or something must have got to Yeah, certainly once you lose a couple of key players, uh, it can make it quite difficult. But um, I'm certainly sure that uh, Jason Boney and Dwayne Sampson will be looking to build on to next year. Once, Obviously, once they finish up with what that with their commitments to the uh, Castlereagh All Blacks, etc. those boys. And, uh, but they'll be looking on to going bigger and better with Waratah next year because I know they'll be disappointed with what's gone on this year. But uh, all said and done, in their first year returning from an absence and a hiatus in the competition uh, to be within one win of the finals, is um, it's not the worst result, but probably a little bit below where they're aiming. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and, and another side there which... Um, Probably a little bit surprising, I guess, uh, where they've ended up. Well, both these sides, Windale, they went down 10-0 to Woodbury. Um, a few injuries there, and they um, they called that game at halftime as well. Uh, Windale had some player safety concerns and injury concerns that they just didn't think they could continue to uh, participate in the match, so they called that off. Uh, we saw Woodbury with the two points, and that saw Woodbury into fifth, which is uh, probably a little surprising considering some of the noise that was made when they were put back into A grade, but congratulations to them. They've got a bit between the teeth and gone on a bit of run at the back end of the season and snuck into the finals. Yeah, yeah I definitely didn't see that happening, but I, I really hope they can start getting into the end of the year. I'd like to see them make, make the grand final, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. There's pl- plenty of confidence coming out of some of the guys from, from the Woodbury Club that have been messaging the page and getting involved in the comments. Uh, a bit like you, mate, they're, uh, they're uh, pretty ferocious in those comments, some of those Woodbury boys, and... Uh, they're backing themselves, which is great to see that confidence now coming out in them once they've got a couple of wins together. It's not going to be an easy road from fifth, but you know we've seen stranger things happen. Yeah, well, we've seen Pingle Bay do it a couple of years ago. They won the B grade top and then went up and won the A grade top too, basically nowhere. So it'll be good to see Woodbury do it as well. Yeah, it certainly would be, it'd be great for footy in that Maitland area. Um, so as it finished, I guess the other one that's a little bit of a disappointment probably is that team you just touched on. Uh, Fingal Bay, another side that they started the season like a house on fire. Um, I think they had something like five wins from their first uh, seven games or six games and only picked up another two or three on the way home and, and fell just short and finished in sixth. Again, one win outside of finals. Well, I think you, um, you commented on one of your posts in the year after me who I was 
And Glendale, obviously, they're, the, they're the, the local rivals, mate, a club that you've had connections and involvements with. Uh, what's what's going to be the key to them? We talked talk just before about uh, a team like uh, Woodbury going from fifth. Glendale, are they going to be able to, are they going to be able to have have a bit of a run? You know, led by the likes of Benny Roberts, Benny Robertson, uh, and obviously some of those players that play with the big. They've got plenty of experience. Steve Slee and the like as well. Well, I'm not sure if Benny Roberts. He was listed. He was listed on the team list that's on um, Sporting Pulse last week against Shortland. So, uh, in, in in his bustling number eight jersey. So, uh, yeah, yeah c- certainly be interesting. Well, 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 some of these things on yourself mate but it's great entertainment for the for the for the neutrals of us uh, I, I think i think that was the week i did the uh, pod with the shortland boys and they were coming down just to see what happened so <laughs> yeah 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 it wasn't a fun game mate you're back there this week and we'll get to the fixtures in a little bit but uh it'll certainly be another interesting couple of weeks i'm sure um next up we'll jump into the c grade and there were some interesting things happening here. Uh, first up, we had Abermaine. Now, now, mate, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Abermaine, they, they were locked into fifth place, and they forfeited against Budgeoy uh, rather than travel down there. And, and essentially, I think, you know, they might have had a couple of niggles and things and rested up the players leading into finals. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. It's sort of, yeah, It is a little disappointing. I mean, I can understand sort of where Abmain's come from, and, and again, we only know what we, you know, hear from our other sources, etc. And it may have been the case they may not have been able to actually field a side, but um, yeah, it's, uh, I'd hate to see them rock up with a cast of thousands this week and you know roll roll on up from there after they've done that. So yeah, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's more behind it, and I'd love to hear it if there is from the Abmain guys. But um, at the end of the day, with tri- my theory is, if there's any possibility of getting a game, even if it's a 12 or 13 blokes playing for 45 minutes or 50 minutes, uh, rather than, and I, I get it's a long trip, rather than, you know, as you say, budget boy their last home game, and probably an opportunity to sell a few beers and get, you know, that's how all, all these clubs fund themselves essentially. So um, we'll, get, we'll give Abmain the benefit of the doubt and assume that that was the case, and um, hopefully they can get a, a squad up this week for their, their semi-final game. In other matches, uh, we had the battle for the wooden spoon over at Grange Oval, and uh, it looked like defence was optional. Thirty-eight to forty, Raymond Terrace ran out winners there. Uh, Brooke Roach, uh, the front row, made uh, inspiration for front rows all round. He's taken out the leading try scorer in C grade. <laughs> what a legend! He, um, he's a top player, Brooke Roach. He, uh, yeah, he's scored a few tries in A grade against us when he played for T guys. Mate, he's he's almost unstoppable from about ten or ten or less out, like. I remember seeing him playing against Morissette this year, uh, and he and he got the ball absolutely flat-footed, wasn't expecting it, and then shrugged a couple of blokes off, carried a couple more, and just 
dotted the ball down like it was nothing. So I think he's finished yeah, with 18 right. tries from 16 games this year. So that's a pretty good strike rate. Funny though, because if, if you try and go high on him, he's, he's that big and big and strong through his chest and arms as well. Again, when he's only ten meters out, that doesn't work too well, does? It? No wonder he scores so many tries. But, mate, pretty phenomenal too. Like the blokes, he'd have to be he'd have to be 42, 43. So to still be, you know, admittedly it's C grade now, not A grade, but to still be consistently scoring that. Um, and he played A grade last year and. Um, was still doing quite well at that point and scored scored a good handful of tries last year too. I don't have the, the figure in front of me, but um, and the other the other, the other uh, thing I think I'm pretty sure last year he potted a field goal as well. So and I do I do, I do stand corrected. Jackson Cassidy actually overtook him on the weekend in Aberglasson's big win, but uh, for a front row to score more than a try a game is just phenomenal. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, just, just give us an update. What's your try tally out for twenty nineteen? Uh, I've dropped six, um, but I scored one. You scored one. Uh, you, yeah. you, you'll still get nude on silly Sunday, surely. Um, just for the fun uh, of it. Uh, uh, probably not at Wes Wakeman. Not the best spot to ask everyone else to be at Wes Wakeman. Yeah, well, um, this, this is this is true, mate. But you know, I'm sure no one's got binoculars that good. Wait, we'll wait, we'll wait and see, mate. Um, when that, well, Scotty McKinnon will be getting nude for sure. So. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, he, he, he loves it, mate. So, um, if you want to feel better about yourself, just get Chris Longworth out there, mate. And everyone, everyone looks like they're going well then. Oh, we've we had him at. Um, you injured him last year. Like you injured him last year. Yeah, I heard. He decided to uh, want to run at everyone in the team, You've got to pick your battles, the ones you can win. But anyway, uh, the other results from C-grade. Uh, Morissette went down, as we just touched on, uh, Jackson Cassidy claimed the leading try scorer and Aberglassen claimed the minor premiership on four and against 62-12. I feel a little bit for the tall Timbers boys. They went up to Gloucester and got the 30-10 to win, thought they'd done enough to secure the minor premiership, only to find out that Aberglassen had pipped them by about 10 points on four and against. And uh, I think they were ready to celebrate tall Timbers up there at Gloucester, assuming that you know you make the road trip up to Gloucester and get a 20-point win, you'd think you're going all right. But Aberglassen with the bigger win. And, mate, um, you, you might be able to give us a bit of insight. I know that it was um, a, 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 um, something that happened to you boys last year, missing out narrowly on four and against. How's that feeling when you're coming off and you're waiting on other results and you're not sure what's happened? Well, we, we didn't, we didn't realise we were that close. We didn't look at it that, that much. Like, we thought we were pretty well ahead because um, they started the year in D-grade with about 80 and 90. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't think we were that close. But then we come off and we got to the pub and the manager was like, Referees, mate. Referees. Killing you. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, well, mate. Hopefully you can uh, get that trophy to make up for last year's near miss. You know you know what the what the uh, drill is from last year? And, and who was it that knocked you out last year? Uh, university. 
So there'll be, there'll be no love lost if you have to come up against them again if they've knocked you out of last year and then knocked you off for the cost of the miners this year. So plenty of work to be done for the Westie boys. Uh, the, uh, finally, we'll move on to the Northern and Southern Conferences. Uh, big surprise. First versus last, Clarence Town versus Karua. 32-28. Clarence Town snuck home to uh, continue their undefeated season. So good to see the Roos put up a bit of fight in their last game, mate. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking um, maybe Clarence might, like Clarence might have arrested a player for the last game, maybe. Or, or even though they got potentially off. But yeah, well, it, looks like, yeah it, look, it looks like they, they may have done that, just looking through the team list. Uh, it looks like Blake Burge didn't play, I believe. Trent Parper was suspended. He got sent off for a stomp the week before, so I would assume that that was probably uh, a couple of weeks suspension at least. Um, so it does look like they rested, yeah. There's a couple other names missing there too, and it looks like they might have only... Let me just do the numbers here. Yeah, only played with the 17, um, so a little bit light on. But again, big ups to Karua. Like they've had a tough year. I think they've only won one game so far this season. So to take it to the minor premiers, even with a couple of players rested, is, is still a good effort. Um, in other results, on the Sunday, Dungog locked up second spot with a 40-22 to win over Hinton. Stroud made sure they secured the second bite at the Cherry and third with a 38-6 win over Maitland United. And Tea Gardens' 38-18 win over Patterson at Patterson meant that they leapfrogged Maitland United into fifth spot and they'll now take on Hinton this weekend. So, again, big wraps to those sides uh, putting up a fight into the back end of the season. Tea Gardens and uh, Karua, uh, a few weeks ago, as I said, it looked like Tea Gardens were all but done and dusted. They've gone on a bit of a run, picking up five points from their last three games and snuck in into fifth and maybe we'll see them go on a bit of a run. Deep, and um, we've already seen they can mix it with Clarence Town, so uh, it'd be interesting to see. Jumping into the Southern Conference, and uh, first up, Wanji with their 22 10 win over Kersley on Saturday afternoon jumped them back up into fifth place, but they had to wait for the result of Sunday's game. Uh, Katara did them the favour of de- defeating Awabakal 52 14, which meant that Awabakal dropped out or stayed out of the top five, and Wanji, another side that Mid-season, they were talking about potentially folding their team. They've now snuck into the finals, and they're pretty confident. I know that um, in recent weeks they've told Hamilton that they're coming for them, which might be sooner than they thought after Hamilton lost their last two games of the season. They lost 36-24 to Swansea on the weekend. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it looked like they were laid down Mazares to win the minor premiership. They've ended up finishing third on the ladder on four and against behind Katara and Swansea. So a bit of a fall from grace for the Ducks. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe too many big nights at the 10. Uh, we've, all, we've all done that yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely want you to think watching that comp. Um, I think during the year they signed Charlie Edwards. He's a, he's a really good player. He, um, he played for us. He was our half-back in A-grade two years ago. Yep. Played on the touring one. Yeah. Street ball and you name it. 20s, he's played it. Okay. Yeah, yeah so they certainly have got the experience of Shannon Turton out there. He's played a lot of first-grade rugby union as well. Um, probably on the, on the, on the you know, north side of, of youth, for sure, Shannon Turton. But... Um, Still handy enough, and they've got a couple of other handy players. I'm just having a look through the team list from last week. I don't see Edwards listed. 
but you know, I'm sure he'll be back in time for finals, hopefully for them. And mate, it's always nice to see the fairy tale story of teams, you know, running from fourth or fifth, and you know, playing elimination footy for weeks on end. And you know, they've already played last week. There's an elimination game for them. The last couple of weeks have been. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to see him go on a bit more of a run. I know and you, that team we talked about before, Uni did it last year, where I think they got ten or eleven on the trot, um, where they had to win to keep keep going and and stay in the hunt and uh, end up for, just falling falling short in the grand final last year. So um, yeah, it'd be good to see a few of them, but obviously not in in in, uh, in your grade, mate. Just in the other grades. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll jump on the one bandwagon. I'll leave you now. Uh, yeah, well, mate, it could, could be, uh, yeah, you could have two Mad Mondays to get around. Hopefully just one. Yeah, well, that's all right, mate. I, I, I think after some of our conversations previously, uh, and you're looking to break that duck, mate, it might go for more than more than Monday if you win. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'll be uh, going for it. Yeah, lovely, mate. Uh, all right, so let's get, let's get into this weekend's fixtures, and we touched on it before, the, the games, just due to the number of grades now, that the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League does have. Uh, it is spread across a number of venues. So there's games at um, Lakeside, the traditional home. There's also games at Waratah and, of course, as we talked about with you previously, uh, at Malaboola, which is where you'll find yourselves. But we might might work in reverse order, mate. We'll work from the uh, Southern Conference up. And the thing to note with the fixtures is that... Uh, as much as we do only cover the men's games, there is, of course, ladies' league tag games and women's tackle as well at a number of the grounds. So uh, Lakeside Oval will have, be running from 10.20 in the morning, five games on both fields, so a big day of footy there. Waratah Oval will be running from 11 o'clock, four games there. And Vince Woodman will be at Malibula, will be running from 11 a.m. as well there. So to start with, uh, there'll be ladies' league tag at the at Vince Woodman where you'll be, mate. So... Uh, obviously, you'll be cheering on the Westie girls early in the day. Are you going to get up and watch them? Uh, yeah, I'll try to. Uh, I was going to, uh, I'm not sure I'm working Saturday, but if not, I'll obviously head up there a bit earlier. Yeah, lovely. Uh, probably go in tomorrow and come back. And not nice to see the, uh, the actually the main game up at Lakeside number two on Saturday is actually the women's tackle, the Wobbicle versus Karua. So that, that'll be a good one up there. But we'll jump back into the stuff that we cover and we'll start with the uh, Southern Conference and an 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday is the qualifying final between Hamilton and Katara. Uh, who do you like here, mate? Is it going to be the Ducks or the Bears? It's a, it's a nice local one for both of them, not far for their fans to travel. Uh, who do you like uh, here? Uh, I'm thinking, I think it's just Katara. They did, they just pulled their very great side. So that gives them a lot of players back into their. Yeah, they, they, they are limited in how many they can bring back though. Because when when you've got the two sides, you've actually got a name at top twenty five at the start of the year who can't can't be relegated back. But undoubtedly, there's a few guys on the fringe of that that still be quite handy that would have bolstered that side. And uh, yeah, I, I think this one will be a cracker of a clash. Yeah, I, I reckon. Um, yeah, guitar. I'm, I'm gonna go with Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep going with my mates over over at the Duck Pond, Hamilton. Uh, uh, Tyler Smith to lead them to a close win here. I think there'll be plenty of points. I reckon it might be something like, I don't know, 34-30 to Hamilton. Uh, the elimination game. Now, this one's uh, just before you guys, I believe, on Saturday up at Malibula. Cardiff taking on Wanji. Uh, how do you say this one, Shabby? I'm going I'm to assume you're going to go with your hometown team in this one. Yeah, mate. They, they named the place twice. I said, who is Wanji? Wanji? We'll stick around. Yeah, I'll stick with Wanji. 
Yeah, lovely. I am going to go with Wanji as well. I like the story of how they've travelled so far, so I'll go with Wanji. Uh, in the Northern Conference, both their games at Lakeside Oval. Uh, the first game at 12.50 is the elimination final between Hinton and Tea Gardens. Uh, just because my old mate Shane Tapper plays for Hinton, although he's been taking a lot of time off the field recently, I'm just going to go against them and go for the Tea Gardens Hawks. And the main game at Lakeside Oval on the main ground at 3.30, it'll see Dungog take on Stroud. This one will be an absolute cracker. Dungog have been one of the pace setters all year. They've sat second pretty much since the early rounds. Stroud sort of have gone on a bit of a run in recent weeks. Uh, so is it going to be the Warriors or the Raiders to win this one, mate? Uh, I'm going to go Dungog. I'm going to go against you, mate. I'm going to go with the Stroud Raiders. Uh, they are looking strong, but yeah, I think this one is either's for the taking and... Uh, Whoever it is that wins this one is going to have their work cut out for them, taking on the minor premiers, Clarence Town Cobras next week. So uh, not much of a reward for a, a win in what's going to be a tough game at Lakeside Oval. Uh, into the C grade and Aberglassen, they'll have the week off as the minor premiers. Again, both these games up at Lakeside Oval. The elimination final, we'll see Morissette take on Abermain. I think Morissette coming off the back of that drubbing, Abermain fresh off the week off. I just think... I think the week off might actually hurt Abermain. Um, it, you know, sometimes it can play funny games having a week off and, and resting up uh, rather than having a game, even though Morris had, had a tough game and they'll be primed to bounce back the Bulls. So I'm going to go the Bulls to win in this 11 20 clash at Lakeside Oval. Yeah, I'm going to stick with you there. Yeah, lovely. And in the elimination final, it's a repeat of last week's fixture. Gloucester taking on Tall Timbers. It's 2.20 kickoff, also at Lakeside Oval at Raymond Terrace. Uh, I would be surprised if Gloucester were beaten by 20 again here. Um, yeah, if, if Tall Timbers lock up their full buff, they're very, very strong side, so I'm going to stick with Tall Timbers. Yeah, I'm going to go Gloucester to reverse the result. Um, I think it's going to be much closer. I think Gloucester by two to, two to four points. Uh, now through to the B grade, and I'll only, only need to get your tip on one of these because I know you'll be tipping in the other. And the, the earlier game is at 12.50 at Lakeside. It's University taking on Glendale. Um, you know plenty about both of these sides after recent weeks and um, interactions in recent months. Uh, will it be the students or will it be Benny Robertson's Gorillas? Well, I'd, I'd hate for Glendale to upset them, just so I don't put up the uni Yeah, they're in form and they're uh, eyeing off a run similar to last year's one and, and they'll have to win four on the trot to go one better than last year in B grade. Uh, but I think they will pip Glendale. I think Glendale will be right in this till probably about the 60th or 70th minute and then Uni will just be, as we said, we've talked about and they're quick and they're fit. Um, and that's just, it's about trying to hang with them for the 80 minutes. I don't know that Glendale, I think the experience will start to wear at that point and uh, they will get run down by University. Uh, in the next one, mate, it is the mighty Westwalls and Magpies. Uh, taking on the Malibula Panthers, and you've given us a tip already. You've moved back into the front row. Who, whose spot have you taken, mate? Um, so, Khan, Khan, well, we call him um, Sheriff Woods. Uh, he looks a bit like Aaron Woods. Yeah, um, right. He's going to go back in the lock, and I'm going to go back in the front row, and that, that frees up space for Tommy Payne, and right? he just missed out on the red tricycle of the comp for, um, in the second row. So, he'll put back in there. 
Does that, does that mean that the, the cult hero and um, grandfather of the club is back on the bench? Jamie Watts? Jamie Watts. Yeah, slightly due to injury. He's, uh, he's done a half muscle again. Um, yeah, he's doing a sore finger or something. I'm not sure. I, I, don't know, I don't know. Like Plenty of the listeners out there know who Jamie is, but he, he, he looks like every time I see him, he looks like he's get, he's fading away a little bit more. Like, I know he's getting old, but he's getting smaller and smaller. The granddad of the West Walls and Magpies, hey? Yeah. All right, so uh, obviously don't need to ask your tip, mate. I'm going to go with you boys to back up your effort from last time up there. Um, and we're wishing you all the best. Um, you guys have been great, greatly involved in the show uh, this year. So we wish you all the best, mate. And hopefully you can get a win up there and, uh, and shape up for the big Morpeth Bullside next weekend. Um, We'll jump into the, into the A grade, mate, and uh, this one, a double header at Waratah Oval. Absolute cracker. It'd be well worth the price of admission if you're not going to make the trek up to Malibula or Raymond Terrace. Um, we might start with the main game first, and it's a local derby between Belmont South and Windale. These guys played a couple of weeks ago, and Windale took it to Belmont South. Probably a little surprising by many, but 30-26, to 26, uh, Belmont snuck out at Lenigan Oval. So can the Eagles cause a boil over? Yeah, that's correct. They only they only lost lost two and drew one this year, I believe. So, well, um, I'd like to say Windale for the upset. Yeah, for the upset. I think Belmont will be too strong in this one. Uh, Windale, especially with a couple of injuries coming out of that uh, Woodbury game last week, uh, and some unfortunate ones. I believe one of their players is having some seizures on the ground. So, wishing him all the best, and hopefully uh, he is okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, only had Belmont in this one. And the game, the game leading into this one is the elimination final. It's Dudley versus Woodbury, two big physical sides that do not take a backward step. These two, well, whoever, whoever loses Belmont South first, Windale is pretty much guaranteed that whoever they're coming up against out of the winner of this game is going to be battered and bruised from the week before. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd love to see uh, Black Forest and Sam Collins going at it all game because um, all that battles both of them. Certainly will. Um, there's pl- plenty on both sides that uh, don't mind, you know, pu- pushing the envelope a little bit, if you will. Uh, uh, and those two that you named are probably going to be, uh, they'll probably be the ringleaders for each side. And whoever, whoever the man in the middle is, he's going to have his work cut out for him, just keeping a lid on this. And hopefully they don't overplay their hand, the referee, because it could be an absolute belter of a clash. But it's going to be right on that cusp of boiling over from opening whistle to end whistle, I think. Yeah, well, maybe except for Sam Collins, he's got the short one of the shortest fuses I know. Yeah, he's, he's he's a good mate of mine, Sam. But I've, I've known him for a long time, and I, I've been him plenty of times. Don't you worry. Um, so yeah, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Dudley as well, uh, purely because I know how much the Woodbury boys love being the underdog at the moment. Uh, I don't think there's very much separating these two sides, two big physical packs. 
both with capable halves and some good strike outside backs. So uh, I have a feeling that it's either going to be 12-10 or it's going to be 30-28. to 28. Like I don't think there's going to be much separating it. But, um, yeah, it'll either be very grinding and low scoring or it'll be plenty of tries. And if they get a bit of open territory, then they've both got players that can make them pay. So but I think Dudley in a close one. Uh, so that wraps up the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League and we'll finish off tonight's show with the Newcastle Rugby League. It is the final round. Uh, a lot of the finals positions are decided. First and second are locked in. West's in first. They're the minor premiers by about, I think they won it about this year's minor premiership about three years ago. That's how they seem that far clear. South have locked themselves into second, but the next four teams, results dependent. I mean, Central are pretty much safe, but... Some obscure results could actually see them miss the finals from third currently. So uh, there's some big games this weekend and uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see. But we'll jump back to last weekend's results first of all to see how we got to the ladder that we are. Uh, And Central, they continued on their form with a 28-18 win over Lakes. The Macquarie Scorpions, uh, your local Newcastle Rugby League side at the moment, mate, uh, 16-10 winners over the Maitland. Pickers, uh, a bit of an upset there, but they welcome back Daniel Abraham and Todd Harrell and that experience told for the for the Scorps. Yeah, I went, I went down there the other week, actually, and watched it. They um, went out there south. And they, um, they really stuck it south, so I thought it was going to be a bit of a bloodbath. I'm thinking that it ended up only being like 16, 10 or something. Yeah. It was a very tight game. Uh, uh, they're 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 a lot like what we talked about Shortland before in the B-grade competition in that they've been in a lot of games and probably should be a little bit higher up than they are. Um, I mean, you have a look at that ladder and, and I think for memory, like their for and against isn't, isn't actually all that shocking considering, you know, they're sitting on equal competition points with Lakes, but probably a good example of that is, yeah, they've got nearly 60 points better for and against than Lakes. They've got better for and against than Cessnock who are only one point out of the finals. So, uh, I mean... Even looking at Central, they've got 29 points difference in for and against between them and Central, but Central's on 15 competition points and Macquarie's on 10, so a really good indication that they've been in those arm wrestles uh, earlier in the year. But the other results from the weekend, Curry with the upset win 24-18 over South, which really helped their finals chances. And speaking of finals chances, Cessnock really did themselves no favours with a 57-0 loss against West, but... West have just shown that ability. If they, if, if you give them, give them a couple of inches, they'll just run away and you're never going to shut them down. They've had, that's their third or fourth win by 50 or more this year. Yeah, definitely an exciting team to watch, West. They always have been, but um, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat them at the end of this year. It certainly is. And, and uh, this weekend, the, the, the final fixtures, as I said, Macquarie and Lakes, they're purely playing... Um, for the wooden spoon at the moment. Macquarie sitting in front of Lakes on four and again, so Lakes will need to win their game on Saturday, and we'll start with that one. They take on the Maitland Pickers. Maitland sit in fifth on 14 competition points. They also need the win. So both teams heading into this one with a win, wanting the win for their own reasons. Maitland to secure a finals berth, and Lakes uh, will be hoping that they can get a win and uh, Macquarie lose, and they lift themselves off the bottom of the ladder. Who do you like here? Uh, where's it at? Up at, Maitland, up at Maitland Sports Ground on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna like. Yeah, mate, mate looks good. Um, is it Greg? Greg, um, Greg Morris. Uh, yeah, Greg Morris. He got there. He's playing good footy. I bet. He's yeah. playing for East Melbourne. He's so, come, come in leaps, leaps and bounds from C grade, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He made that uh, 20 throws turn at the start of the year as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's just getting, he's just getting up there. He
Uh, he's an absolute terror to defend in broken field play. I remember watching him against Central the other week. And he's one of those guys, and I'm sure you've played against fullbacks like it. You think that they're out of position taking a kick, but they'll take a kick, you know, almost in their outstretched hand and then go the other way as they grab it. And it can be a high kick, it can be anything. And you just, like, you just, it's like their hands are magnets and they're, they're almost already going in the opposite direction to the way the ball's going, but they just reel it in and away they go, which is nearly impossible in a broken line to defend. Quick and the, the other thing is he's very much a confidence player. So you quite often see if he scores one try, he scores three. Uh, so he either has a quiet game, and and that's 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 the thing. And as much as it's a great thing, it can be a double edged sword. So if he, if he doesn't have a great start to a game, he can go into his shell a little bit. I think that's what happened a little bit on the wing because he might not see if he doesn't see early ball, then he's then he doesn't end up as involved in the game. Whereas I did see him in one game on the wing earlier in the year where he played quite well. He got a couple of, couple of early touches and made some good runs, and then he started coming in looking for work. Um, so yeah, so uh, I mean, there, there, there's your tip, Lakes. Um, just don't let him have the ball, which is easier said than done when he's playing fullback and you've got to kick to him. Yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go with my old boys, Lakes. Uh, just to, just the hope that they don't pick up another wooden spoon here and uh, they can drag themselves off the bottom. The other game on Saturday is South. They're sitting in second. They host the Cessnock Goannas at Townsend Oval. Cessnock must win to have any chance of making the finals. Uh, a win here should see them into the finals based on the fact that Central and Curry both play, but depending on margins of results, a win may not be enough. So they're going to need to probably win and win big to guarantee themselves a finals berth. Otherwise, they'll be waiting for Sunday's results. Can they go in and do it, or will South continue their march and just get another win at running into the finals in their second position? Oh, it's, um, I'm pretty sure it's sleepy day at Townsend this weekend. So Certainly is. Pretty good record there on Sleepy's Day, and uh, look, there's no love lost between these two clubs. And I certainly think South, will, as much as it's about Sleepy's Day and coming second, they, they, it certainly won't hurt just for that tiny little bit of motivation to know that that'll be the end of Cessnock, who are a dangerous side on their day with players like Scott Briggs and Paul Carter, uh, just to name a couple, as well as you know something like Steve Waitford and those guys. So South will be aiming up big here to go into finals with a win after a loss last week. Sunday's games, uh, West. Hosts uh, Macquarie at Harker Oval. Uh, the Scorps are going to have their work cut out for them, uh, taking on West at home. But it uh, be interesting to see whether Matt Lantry might uh, rest up players or whether he just goes into this full tilt knowing that they've got the week off next week. Um, I'll, I'll back West. I've played for West for a few years in grade. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't see West losing possibly till the grand final. That's, that's the only game. Yeah, they might. Well, realistically, realistically, from here, you know, once once this week's done, they've only got to win, you know, a couple more games, and and they're there. So, uh, one more, one more, they're there, and two, two, they're, two, they've got the title, which will be a big turnaround from last year. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the Rosellas here too. They're just stacked with depth. Yeah, that's for sure. The final game of the round, and it'll bring us pretty much to an end of the show tonight. Is the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys hosting the Curry Bulldogs? This one is a bumper clash at St John's Oval. Central third, Curry fourth. Central only a few weeks ago was sitting last on the ladder. So phenomenal to think the run they've gone on, picking up as many points as they've had. Uh, they'll be really keen, both sides here, knowing that a win will give them a second bite at the cherry. 
uh, while a loss could potentially see them miss the finals altogether. So plenty on the line here at St John Oval. Uh, what, what do you think's uh, the likely outcome here, mate? Um, I'd love to see Central win. They've, um, they've got a very young team at the final, I'm pretty sure. I was very they certainly do. Yeah, so them, them younger fellas, like I've played 19 against I caught up with Ethan Cook the other week after their win over Maitland. They got two kids who aren't even old enough to drink in their team. Yeah, one of the boys at work, it's his um, stepson. Yeah, he, he, he just signed a two-year There's a couple of them floating around there that are quite young, especially in their backs. He's only 17. He's only 17, still going on a sports high. Yeah. First grade potential, so yeah, that's pretty good. Make, makes me wonder what I did with my football career. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's say, so mate, you're going with the Butcher Boys here? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see the Butcher Boys win. Yeah, I'm going with the Butcher Boys as well. I think Curry will still qualify for the finals because if Seth's not lose, then. They'll, they'll go into this game knowing that it's only that they're fighting for a second bite at the cherry. So, uh, so based on what we're tipping, mate, it's going to be South Central in the first week of the finals and Curry Maitland, uh, which that'd be a big game uh, at Curry Sports Ground. Curry Maitland, geez, uh, well, it doesn't matter where it is, whether it's Curry or Maitland, it'll be uh, it'll be a bumper crowd. But uh, yeah, well, that brings us to a wrap. The Newcastle Rugby League, mate, uh, brings us to a wrap for the show. Make sure everyone to, of course. Rate and review us on whatever podcast provider you listen to us on, whether that's Stitcher, Anchor FM, iTunes, uh, the Apple Podcast Store, the Android, Google Play Store, or any other uh, reputable app provider, uh, podcast providers, Spotify. Um, also get involved in the comments like young Daniel does consistently on our Facebook page because one of two things, you'll either have a good laugh at yourself, someone else will have a good laugh at you, or potentially you just draw a target on your back for your opposition like Dan does. Uh, a big yeah, thanks to you, mate, for coming in, coming in on a little bit of late notice um, and over the phone, which is never as easy as face to face while I'm out in the wonderful world of Griffith. So I appreciate that. It's all right, mate. Any time, you know, I'm always here. Yeah, no, I appreciate, it, mate, and, and, and we'll get your face on when we do. We're going to try and do a video show uh, during the final, so might, you might get your. Uh, <laughs> well, mate, if, if, if neither you, if neither you or I break the camera, then uh, we should be all right. So. Just on the bright side, we'll make everyone else on the show look good. So, But, yeah, again, thanks, mate. Uh, good luck this weekend. It's a, it's a tough road trip. I know you guys have done it a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, wishing you guys all the best. Um, got, always had a little bit of a soft spot for the Westie Magpies. Known a few of the boys out there, uh, including that senior citizen we talked about before, Jamie Watts. Uh, not always on such friendly terms when he used to try and break my head when he played for Macquarie and I played for Lakes. But, yeah, good luck up against Malibula. Good luck to everyone. Uh, for your team this weekend, get out, enjoy the footy. There's no better time of year than finals footy time, Dan. So uh, get amongst it, hey? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch everyone for another episode next week.